What's going on, everybody? It's Friday, June 24th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Nick Costco. So we had a whole different episode scheduled for you today. Originally, Lance Glenn was going to chat about Kentucky with Josh Edwards of 24-7 Sports' CatsPaws.com. But then, Arch Manning, the number one player in the 2023 class, made his commitment to Texas. He's heading to Austin to play for Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns. So for all the news yesterday that came with Arch Manning's decision, we decided to change things up. In just a moment, I'm going to throw it to Blair Angulo, the host of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast, as he is joined by Steve Wilfong to take a deeper dive into how Texas landed the nation's top player. They also discuss the impact Arch can make for the Longhorns and what this means for his other two finalists, Alabama and Georgia. So I hope you enjoy. Here's Blair Angulo with 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting, Steve Wilfong. My name is Blair Angulo, and I'm joined by the Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports, Steve Wiltfong, and we are here to break down the big news of the week and perhaps of the recruiting cycle, the number one player in the 2023 class, five-star quarterback Arch Manning, has finally come off the board to the Texas Longhorns. Steve, first of all, how are you doing, and did you get any rest after the uh, the tumultuous news just came down? Well, it's exciting recruiting news today, one of the more scrutinized if not the most scrutinized recruitment in in uh, high school football history, college football history is over. Arch Manning picks Texas over Alabama and Georgia and a slew of others. He also entertained Florida and LSU at times. But Texas was one that was in there from the very beginning. And from the very first Zoom that Steve Sarkeesian and his staff had with Arch Manning, they hit it off and the relationship just blossomed from there all the way to this point, which was which included four visits to Austin, four visits to his other two finalists. Uh, this was not any kind of a rash decision here made uh, by Arch Manning. He and his family, he, he he checked a lot of boxes throughout his process and, and, and made his decision. And now people can uh, go back to scrutinizing his game now and not his college decision because that's done. Yeah, he was very deliberate, very methodical. You had broken that down for us a number of times here on this podcast, how he was trying to weigh all the options. He was trying to make sure he was making not only the best decision for himself, but for his future. What style of play would fit him best the quarterbacks coach just the 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 stylistic fit in terms of the the city and the program and the team at the end of the finish line when we are past that now and we look through what his commitment means for texas what made the longhorns the the team that arch ultimately picked were there certain factors that gave steve sarkeesian the edge well i think with all three of his finalists you know i think he felt very comfortable with all three schools and i think he was looking for a place that he thinks is going to develop him to be the best player he can be. And I think with Coach Sarkeesian and uh, his track record with developing quarterbacks and developing offenses, that excited him. I think that a cool college town and a cool college atmosphere was also important to him. And uh, Athens and, and Austin were two places that were routinely brought up and mentioned in that same breath. So I think that he really uh, fell in love with Austin and that scene and that environment there uh, where he can just, just go and have a tremendous college experience. And I think, you know, just the trajectory of the program under the staff is exciting. And, and there's a lot to, uh, uh, when you look at Texas football and, and, and forecast what they could be in the future, you know, you, I like the way that they're recruiting and, and winning in the transfer portal. So we'll see how 
what comes together on Saturdays. Yeah, although this process was deliberate and and it did take a while, uh, it could have gone further, right? Like we just kicked off the summer this mo- uh, this week. Uh, there's another four week recruiting dead period on the horizon. The last weekend of official visits in the month of June is coming up. So the timing of it is is pretty interesting in Texas's side of things, right? Like this gives them a lot of momentum heading into this final weekend, heading into the dead period where they can start pitching their program a certain different way than maybe say if Arch Manning had prolonged this this decision and this whole process had dragged on into the month of August or even into the season. Well, yeah, they'll certainly, you know, certainly you'll have a domino effect and Arch Manning will be one of the better peer recruiters in the country, I would think. And, and his commitment will resonate with other blue chippers that are considering Texas. And there was never a timetable for his decision, Blair. And talking to Arch and his dad and his coach throughout the process, they indicated that they weren't going to be held uh, a ransom by a decision before senior season, you know, or held hostage. If they needed to go into the fall and, and uh, if Arch needed to take some more visits in the fall, and watch how teams played and, and, and that nature that they were going to do that also. But I think this latest round of official visits where he got a chance to go to Georgia, Alabama, and Texas three weekends in a row and compare and contrast and, and decide what he wanted, you know, the timing was right to make his decision. He's got the Manning Passing Academy uh, going on this weekend. And, uh, you know, they did a little bit of seven on seven on the uh, field at Isidore Newman yesterday. And you had Eli Manning in the press box. You had Peyton Manning on the sideline. Obviously, Arches parents are there. And Nelson Stewart, the head coach, told me there was a family summit. And so I think that, you know, everybody talked and, and and they certainly had a lot of research and a lot of conversations with with college coaches and uh, you know talking to AJ Milwee and Steve Sarkeesian talking to Buster Faulkner and, and, and Todd Monken and Kirby Smart and Bill O'Brien and Pete Golding and those guys at Alabama came up burnt orange and Arch Manning's headed to Texas where he's going to play his college football. Yeah the five-star quarterback number one player in the 2023 class headed to Austin. We're going to continue the conversation as well as potential dominoes uh, as we continue to look at the quarterbacks in this 2023 class. You are listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. We are back on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Blair Angulo joined by the Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports, Steve Wilfong, and we're continuing our conversation on five-star quarterback Arch Manning making his decision, coming off the board, and committing to the Texas Longhorns. Steve, you mentioned it earlier, we're done dissecting his recruitment. Let's dissect him as a prospect. You were down in New Orleans earlier this week at that at that seven-on-seven seven seven event. Uh, what did you think of Arch Manning? You've seen a lot of quarterbacks throughout this recruitment recruiting cycle, does he still stack up for you uh, as the number one player in the country? 
Well, I've watched a lot of Arch Manning play football on Friday nights over the last two seasons, and he's got everything you're looking for in the top quarterback recruit in the country. I mean, first of all, he's going to be physically ready to walk into Texas's quarterback room and compete in that regard. He's six foot four, 220 pounds, so uh, his 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 uh, physical prowess impresses. He's got terrific arm talent. There's not a throw on the field he can't make. He can beat you to all three levels. He can beat you outside the hashes, um, and and his anticipation and his accuracy and his ability to see the field. You know, he's a good decision maker with the football. You know, I think the other thing that, you know, talking to college coaches and, and then certainly his high school coach that people love about him is just obviously his high football IQ, what he's able to do on the board, how he's able to see the and see and process the game. And, and we we so much talk about the physical, the physical tools and traits that uh quarterbacks have, but that that position is so mental and uh, how you can dictate the game pre-snap and get into the right protection and, and, and get into the right play call and, and know where to go with the football and knowing how to attack defenses. You know, uh, I think that college coaches are incredibly impressed with the conversations that they had with Arch Manning uh, and his acumen for the game. Yeah, I think you'll be hard pressed, right, to to find a quarterback in this 2023 group that as that that will be as mentally prepared as Arch Manning is. Yeah, absolutely. And then you add the intangible. He's a great leader. Teammates like him. You know, I've been to practices over there, and just the way his guys respond to him and the way he responds to his teammates. You know, it's uh, again, this is he's not number one because his last name's Manning. Now, certainly with his last name being Manning, he comes from good genetics, and that helps. You know, his whole entire family is athletic. Uh, not just on his dad's side, but his mom was a, a pretty good athlete herself. So he comes from good genetics. Uh, the apple obviously didn't fall far from the tree here. And uh, Texas landed a, a quarterback that has all the ability and all the potential to come in there and, and, and play that position at the caliber they're hoping for. Yeah, Steve Sarkeesian has done this in the past. He was obviously a, a catalyst in Alabama landing Bryce Young a, a few cycles ago. Uh, he was able to pick up Quinn Ewers, another former number one overall prospect in his respective class who transferred from Ohio State after his true freshman season. Uh, You can talk about what he was able to do in the NFL and and even dating back to his days at USC recruiting the position. Now that this quarterback room at Texas looks a lot spicier uh, when you project things or when you forecast things. How does Arch Manning stack up with, with Quinn Ewers? I mean, that that battle could be one of the most anticipated quarterback battles that we've seen in a long time. Well, I think that Arch Manning is coming to Texas to be the best player that Arch Manning can be on his own timeline, right? I mean, Quinn Ewers, we're expecting to probably win the job this year. And uh, with that, he'll be a returning starter next year. And we're anticipating Quinn having great success. He was our number one player in the country. Quinn Ewers had a, had a, a, a sophomore season that was epic at South Lake Carroll, playing for one of the best high school football programs in the country, playing against some of the best high school competition in America. He threw for over 4,000 yards, 45 touchdowns to just three interceptions. You know, I think that you certainly the best players are going to play, right? But I, the way I see it is, is that Quinn Ewers is going to be NFL draft eligible, not this coming season, but after the one after that. And if he plays at the level that we think he can, you have Arch Manning getting one year in the hopper and then competing for the job in year two. That's the way I see it lining up. They have to play it out. They have to go out and execute. Quinn's got to play well. Texas is still rebuilding its offensive line. They recruited the best offensive line in the country last year, but those guys are teenagers right now. 
that that's a that's a nice line of guardians that's going to be out there by the time Arch Manning's ready to go. You know, we'll see what that protection looks like for Quinn Ewers this year or whoever's back there, whether it's Hudson Card or or whoever. But uh, I, I'm not viewing it as Quinn Ewers versus Arch Manning right now. I expect Quinn Ewers to be fantastic and do his thing, and then when his thing's up, here comes Arch Manning ready to jump in and do his thing. That's what happens at great programs, programs that are competing for national championships. That's the expectation and the standard at Texas. You look at Alabama. Mac, you went from Tua to Mac to Bryce. You know, at Texas, you're going to want to go from Quinn to Arch to the next guy that we're not even talking about right now. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's your guy out there in, in in California. You know, I know Texas is in the middle of it for him and uh, Julian Sand. Julian Sand. They can, you know, maybe it goes to from Quinn to Arch to Julian. You know, and so um, we'll see what happens. But uh, so far yeah, so- with this quarterback room since uh, Sark. Coach Sarkeesian and AJ Milwe and company have started getting their guys in there. Yeah, let, let's dissect some of those dominoes, uh, particularly with Georgia and Alabama, the two programs that were in pursuit and and were there jostling at the end for Arch Manning. Where does Georgia turn? Could they now throw their hat into the Dante Moore sweepstakes? Uh, and does Alabama, which already has Eli Holstein committed in the 2023 class, do they still continue to pursue a second quarterback in this class? Well, we can start with Alabama because they're also in the mix for Dylan Lonergan, a top 247 passer from Georgia that is going to play football and baseball in college. And there's been a lot of smoke around South Carolina and Stanford in that recruitment, but Alabama should definitely not be discounted. He's visited several times and has hit it off with their baseball program just as much as their football program. And for Georgia, you know, it gets a little interesting because they they, they offered Chris Bazina a scholarship and he, he committed to Clemson. They were in it early for Nico. They do have an offer out for Dante Moore. So maybe maybe they do try and rejuvenate some things there. Dante Moore, I like where Oregon stands with Dante Moore right now. You got LSU in there. He's off a, fresh off a visit to Texas A&M. Or maybe they go out and try and get the spatula out and flip somebody. I mean, you see Ohio State recruiting Austin Novosad, who's committed to Baylor. Um, you know, Brock Glenn's kind of been a hot name out there uh, as he considers the Auburn, Ohio State, Florida State, uh, uh, Mississippi State, and, 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 and others in, in, in that one, you know. So I mean, Georgia, their program that won the national championship last year, they run a pro-style offense. And, and so there's someone that can come in late on somebody and have a lot to offer. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. And then you look at the 2024 class, I feel like with the prospects in that group, they can now look at Georgia knowing that Arch Manning won't be there. And that becomes maybe a, a stronger destination for some of those prospects and maybe a more attractive option, uh, considering that they could be uh, kind of a headliner in, in a class. Steve, before we go, final weekend of the month before a four-week dead period in the month of July. What are you going to be looking for this weekend? Oh, man, so many programs hosting big visitors this weekend. You know, the recruitment that I'm kind of very intrigued to see how it plays out and he takes his last visit is is Caleb Downs, the number one safety in, in the country. He's at Ohio State this weekend. He's coming off visits to Georgia, Alabama, and Notre Dame. So that's a tightly contested one that's going to end this summer. Caden Proctor, the number one offensive tackle uh, in in the in the top two four seven. He's taken his official visit to Iowa. Him, Iowa and Alabama are his finalists. He was at Alabama earlier this month, and and, and then you have Francis Maui Goa, who's wrapping up his taking his fifth official visit to Tennessee after going to Alabama, Florida, Miami, and USC. So those are three top ten players that have positioned themselves here to make summer decisions, and so th- 
those are official visits that I'm watching closely. And, and, and then certainly we'll see what happens with like Dante Moore this weekend and, 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 and uh, prospects like that. So there you have it. Blair Angulo and Steve Wiltfon bringing down Arch Manning's commitment to Texas. A big get for the Longhorns. And maybe, just maybe, we can all finally say that Texas is in fact back. So for Blair and Steve, I am Nick Costco. Thanks for listening to the College Football Daily. Enjoy your weekend, everyone.